0: Peace and blessings. Welcome to another episode of Maintain Your Islamic Identity and Still Be a Boss Muslimopreneur. I'm your host, Halima de Oliveira of BUNHD, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Nicole Najma Abraham, better known as Najma 53. Women often appear to suffer from the misconception that to be successful in business or accepted in society, they have to diminish or denounce their faith or beliefs. As a business coach, I have encountered women cross-culturally who face internal conflict, regarding their religious identity, maintaining their family roles, and being their most authentic selves. I developed this podcast to help guide them back to reclaiming their faith, better define their Islamic roles so they can own their identity, live their absolute best life, and be a powerhouse in business. Assalamu alaykum, Najma. How are you? Wa alaykum as How are you? I am fantastic. No other way to be. (laughs) So I I, I know that we are two New York girls, but we won't be too hype. You know what I mean? We we don't want to make anybody mad. (laughs) So, um, I basically wanted to talk about, um, you know, you're 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 multifaceted. Like you you have like so many things going on. Like it's amazing. It's amazing. You know, I think about all of the things that I do as well, and I feel like it's not enough. So you know, it's it's amazing to have a person like you that you you do so much. So my you know my first question um to you first of all um please tell our listeners um your name again and um what it is that you do, and then I'm going to go ahead and go into my first
1: question. Okay. Um, peace and blessings. My name is Nicole Najma Abraham, better known as Najma 53. And, um, I, to sum up what I do, I do is, I guess what I don't do, but, um, I do a lot of different things. I am overall an artist is what I would say. And I own a digital media company, Najma Designs International. And I work with clients to help them in graphics, web design, Um, social media marketing as well as photography, which was added on. So I'm basically a design house and I do a lot of different art that help you be able to market your business as a startup. So as a photographer, I've worked in New York Fashion Week. I've shot, you know, different portraits, different people. I also did BTS for different movies. And as a visual marketer, I'm the visual marketer for Halalwood Entertainment, which is a halal production company that does halal entertainment and brings that to you kind of like the Muslim Netflix. So um, I'm excited about that. I'm definitely gonna talk about more about that. And then the last thing I do, um, where I'm known as Naja 53 is I am a spoken word artist and youth advocate and teaching artist. So I've been doing poetry professionally since 2012, but overall my whole entire life since I was like eight years old. So I perform and do spoken word, wordplay, different things. And I am so excited to say i'm the 2018 mlk slam champion of this year yeah as a muslima um first muslima um you know as a woman there was only three women in the competition out of 15 men so um yeah so i'm super excited about that so i do my spoken word but then i also teach as a teaching artist where I either teach spoken word, but I also teach fashion design and graphics to inmates and youth that are in, currently in the system. And I'm a youth advocate where we um, definitely work for organizations organization that advocate to help youth in the system and to also give them alternatives. So I would say this is overall everything that I currently am doing.
0: I love it. I love it. You know, I, I, I myself, am a philanthropist at heart, like literally, you know, my goal is to become as rich as possible. And it's not even rich, it's financially free, so that I can give back to the community more. And that just sounds like, like, I could literally hear your voice light up when you were talking about, you know, kind of, you know, the the philanthropic side of what it is that you do, you know, all those other things, you know, of course, you know, excited about, but then when you talked about, you know, what your organization helps you to be able to do. It's just, just amazing. And I I think those are the days that I love. Like literally my morning was giving back to, you know, a community of of kids in the city of Philadelphia and teaching them entrepreneurship. Like their teacher called me and said that I have them in the lunchroom planning out the business that they're going to create. Like there's, there's, I think there's no better satisfaction there. So I thank you for, for sharing that. And I thank you for all that you do so um my, my my first question is it's you know you set a mouthful right and you do like everything right so what advice do you have for a young listener that literally has like a thousand and one things that they're they're great at what do you do when you're multi-talented how do you manage it all
1: um i mean that's a great question i think even um to this day i'm still navigating that um I'm a major, like color coordinated. I have like five planners, charts, um, computer charts, uh, charts on my phone. Like I'm really a big organizer. and I think that's major. So um, one of the things that I see, especially when I work with artists or even when I work with my youth and my students, because I I teach them how to do like their own elevator pitch and start their businesses and things. And one of the things I talk about is I have a problem with the fact that people try to stifle you or put you in a box and say, oh, you're good at this thing. You need to focus on that. And even when you read a lot of, um, you know, I would say business books or things, they kind of discourage you from doing multiple things at once and and i kind of felt kind of a little salty about that because i'd be like oh but i really want to do this or do that and 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 people would kind of say oh you'll never master doing more than one thing you so you should not be a jack of all trades you know and not be a you know be a master of one so i've heard that before and and i do get it but then there are some people that really can handle doing two or three or four talents and then why would you stifle or put a cap on what Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, has blessed you with? You know, so if absolutely, you, you know, and that's, you know, I feel like, first of all, analyze yourself realistically, not don't, you know, don't big yourself up or let the ego talk and say, oh, yeah, I really think I can handle this. But really analyze, am I excelling? Am I really good at, at these abilities? Do I really feel that I have the discipline that of what it takes to be able to handle multiple genres and fields? So, you know, be honest about that or have a circle of people around you that can honestly tell you that, you know, you're doing well in all these things and really have a high measuring stick on am I able to excel? So once you realize, okay, I am a person that can reach these levels in multiple areas, then the next thing to do is to form discipline because there are a lot of talented people out there, but they lack discipline. So they're not able to complete it all. And and that's a huge thing and I get it as an artist cuz sometimes you just you know your head is in the clouds and you know I just want to do my art but you have to have a discipline or you're going to fail at everything. So like I said earlier I'm the type of person like I organize everything. I love charts, I love to do lists, I love crossing things off a list. Like I'm addicted to that. So I'm addicted to journals and writing things down. So it's very important to be an organized artist when you're working in multiple fields and that's how you excel at everything. You keep it organized and professional.
0: Uh, thank you so much, um, Nejma, for I mean, you you said a lot, but I think it's important that if you are you listen to this, I think that it's important that you rewind this particular portion and you listen to it at least 10 times what she just mm-hmm. said, because I'm serious, you know, um, you know, being an entrepreneur whether it's full-time or part-time takes a lot of discipline. It takes, you have to be passionate about what you do. And one of the things that I, that I wrote down and I remember reading this. So yes, I too have heard multiple times that you can't do all of these things. I don't even know how many projects I'm working on at this point. I'll be honest, yeah. you know, like it, it's that many, but I'm passionate about all of them. All of them need to get done and only Halima de Oliveira can get them done like the way that they, that, that they need to get done. And, and, and I I said that to the kids today, like, you know, my company, BUNHD, I cannot, um, you know, pass this off and give this to someone else because no one is going to be as passionate. No one is going to have as, as, as much drive as I do for what it is that I do. And and it's going to impact the same way because they haven't led the life that I've led to bring it you know that to bring it that way but grant cardone um one of the things that he pointed out and in not, not so many words he said that each of your um businesses should go hand in hand and so when i listen to you all of your businesses go hand in hand so some of the same resources that you use for one you can use for 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 the others Oh, and absolutely. so it's, yeah the, no that's by design yes.
1: and that, and that's definitely by um that I, I would not say that I just woke up and was that fabulous. I definitely said I banged my head a couple times in understanding the synergy of being multi. Yes, and mm-hmm. that was something that I had to get to. And um, and I love Grant Cardone. Actually, I really love him. So um, so it's it's a synergy. So just understanding. So now, like even understanding how I market it and saying, okay, this is a one stop shop, and you can get all these different types of, you know, art that you need to, you know, for your startup. So putting it all together. So Mm -hmm. they overlap all the time. And Mm -hmm. the great thing about having certain clients is they may come to me for one thing and be able to get four, because we all work hand in hand in terms of, you know, the type of business that I do. So um, again, that was a journey that was not, um, uh, I just woke up and said, I'm going to do this. It was a lot of different um, you know, I guess trying out different things until until it fit perfectly to where it really maximized my talent.
0: So that's, I, I
1: see
0: that. That's beautiful. Mashallah. you know, I um, it's amazing to have you on because um, we've never kind of touched on this um, particular aspect. We've never, so it's really cool to have you on. I feel like I'm selfish sometimes because, you know, you and I kind of do the same thing just for, you know different you know we may just bring a different um you know focus but yes. we do the same thing, and so I try not to talk about you know what I do too much, you know, because I, I feel like it would be selfish as my podcast, and I'm just keep going to pe- keep talking about me, 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 you know, and what I do, 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 do. No, and so I'm, I'm glad that you bring this up because you know it's things like this that are important. There are a lot of people that shy away from from business because they feel like you said that they have all of these talents, but they don't know how they 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 can bring them about and. This conversation is basically letting you know that you can do multiple. You know, I, I have a lot of clients like literally what I do is, is I have them focus, focus on a specific thing until it grows. Um, yep. If it doesn't grow, then you look at, well, is this really something? This is really something I'm passionate about. Is this really an avenue that I. That's exactly. Yeah, what I, do. I did mm-hmm. it for myself and I do it for other people. So um, that's another
1: thing like. Um, if I'm like, I will pick a period of time. So if I'm doing like the spoken word or photography, whatever, I may say this period of time, I'm only focused on photography. And I'm going to push that really, really hard for this period of time. Yes. So it doesn't mean that I'm not doing the other things. I'm just doing them at a minimum, you know, using a very small amount of my energy on it, yes. keeping it flowing. But my main focus is this. So I, I do that all the time. I don't, maximize at four or five or six things and make myself crazy, I'll say for this period of time, I'm focusing on boosting this area of what I'm doing. And I'll put all my energy and focus on that one thing. And then when I you know, I say, okay, when's that's done, okay, fine, I'm gonna be working on this. So it's it's very strategic. And yes, you are work, you know, focused on one thing at a time, but you just have to know when and you know and, and the timing. So, you know, that's super important. I love
0: it. I love it. Girl, I could talk to you all day. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So the next thing that I have is, is, you know, so for this podcast, you know, this is not just for um, Muslim women because we do have some non-Muslims that listen. So it's anyone that adheres to, you know, some type of deity or, you know, just wants, you know, more knowledge on, you know, how they incorporate their religion into their lives. So how do you um, incorporate um, your faith into your work or or vice versa how do you how do you work your work around your faith because that 's really the way it should be put like how do you because faith should come first um,
1: i mean like for me, I would say um beautiful thing about being a hijabi or being muslim is like as soon as everyone sees you, you you know they know you're muslim they know you're faithful you know so um so you're you're always in the forefront of, of the fact that yes i'm muslim i'm unapologetically a muslim and i'm walking into spaces where i'm either the only muslim or the only black person so you know it depends on what you're going to get that day or sometimes you're you know sometimes even the only woman so I think just that combination, you know, sometimes put, it, put, it makes you even more aware of what you stand for or what you represent. And that's very important. So you so you kind of have a banner to carry as you carry yourself. So with my faith, I think for me, it's just like just being well aware of there are certain things that I'm not going to do or how I'm going to, you know, carry myself or um, just in my teaching and, and um, just like with my prayer there are things that I am just going to do because my personality is Muslim. So even if I'm teaching a lesson or if in the words in my poem or my speech, I'm already gaining those references from ayats or surahs or verses of the Quran. Like Mm -hmm. before I go on stage, for example, I always say like the dua of Musa salam, asking Mm -hmm. Allah to in his tongue and say the right things before he speaks. So Mm -hmm. I, so I incorporate a lot of my Islam, my scriptures, my, everything into my my words the words that i'm giving in a in a talk when i'm doing a talk in my lessons in everything it, it, it may not be directly in your face where i'm throwing you a surah but you know any muslim that hears it knows oh she got that reference from a saying of the prophet so yes. or something of that nature so it's just it's embedded you you know into you as a muslim that because my outlook is muslim everything i'm giving you inshallah ta'ala is going be an Islamic perspective you know so so I try to be aware aware of that because I know people are looking at me and saying that that's what that is so um so you know it's a mesh of trying to find that balance the Mm -hmm. balance of your own weaknesses and where you're at versus the balance of what you represent when you leave your home Mm -hmm. so you know so I try to incorporate all those things especially as a speaker or a teacher Mm -hmm. because I mean we have the literal sense of, okay, the angels are on our shoulder and recording everything we say. So we're accountable. Mm -hmm. And then we have have the actual, like I'm staring at people who are impressionable, be it youth or be it Mm -hmm. people that, you know, have hired me to come and speak and Mm -hmm. they're listening to this or, or this is going to be recorded. Mm -hmm. And as I said it, so I have Mm -hmm. to be very mindful of what comes out of my mouth or whatever at all times because that represents me, that represents my brand, that represents
0: what I stand for. And, mm-hmm. you know, inadvertently Islam, because I'm a Muslim woman, visibly. So. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, we talked about this in one of the earlier episodes. And we talked about, you know, um, you know, we talked about Haya, and we talked about, you know, shyness. And we talked about, you know, just, um, you know, Adab, and just how you carry yourself, what you say, the way that you say it all of that is a representation of yourself of course but it's also a representation of islam and you know you know people can have a negative thought or can have you know a negative you know, just, you know, things to say about a religion because of the actions of the people when the actions of the people are, are, are not necessarily, um, a representation of the religion itself. So that's, that's really, I really love that, you know, you, you touched on that and just, you know, for anyone that maybe wants to go and look up, um, you know, uh, the Sora where, um, the supp- supplication of, um, you know, uh, Prophet Musa alayhi salam, um, where it is, it's actually Surah 20, um, and it's Surah Taha, and it's verses 25 to 28, and it goes, "My Lord, expand for me my breast with assurance, and ease for me my task, and untie the knot from my tongue." that they may understand my speech. And, you know, I, I believe that you put it very eloquently and in layman's terms, you know, you know what that means and, and what that represents. So I'm so appreciative of that. So here's a question for you. What advice, so a lot of times what I get, and I'm sure you get this, is I get DMs and asking me, you know, well, how do I do this? How do I get started? And, and, and who should I, you know, who should I, talk to and all that kind of stuff, what advice would you give for someone that's, that's, that's getting started and they are, you know, a multifaceted entrepreneur or multi, you know, multi-talented, what would you say to them should be the first step?
1: Um, the first thing I would say is, um, especially if you have a day job, keep your day job and save your money. (laughs) <laughs> um, no, I'm serious. I'm no, say- I'm not laughing. i I know what you mean. I'm gonna say two things. Two things. Real things. My biggest issue with people that ask me advice, and and again, this may not be a popular opinion,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: you know, this is what I get tired of. I get tired of the fact that people don't put their money where their mouth is. Mm -hmm. and um and people say I want to be successful I want to have these things Mm -hmm. but they're they're not putting any actual energy so a lot of the time when people do come to me um I know I have a reputation in the industry for like um for being you know very strong-willed and also people know that I don't work for free you know Mm -hmm. and if there's anything that I've probably conveyed people understand like I work very hard I give a certain quality and I expect you know, for that to be reciprocated in my clients and them to, you know, to compensate. So the issue is, this is this is my problem, especially in the Muslim world, is that we put a lot of value on everything else. We're never going to walk into Macy's or, you know, walk into any place and when we have to pay hundred dollars and two hundred dollars for shoes in a bag and try to, you know, nickel and dime a person or not try to see this as value. If this is designer and this is what we want, we're going to pay for it and walk out. And, and that's just what we do. So when we deal with our own brothers and sisters and we say, okay, does this, is this person competent? Does this person that I'm getting the advice from have the degrees, the certifications or the teaching to give me what, what I'm asking in terms of mm-hmm. advice, a consultation or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So if all these answers come back to yes. Mm-hmm. And what you want to do as a, a multifaceted entrepreneur mm-hmm. is actually pay for the service. Right. And regardless of who you're getting it from, Muslim, non-Muslim, male woman, whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, you could get it from a teddy bear, that teddy bear <laughs> if you give that advice, you better pay that teddy bear. Right. And, and I, and I mean it because I have a problem with that where people ask for the advice and then, or you have friends or whatever, and you'll give them advice. And number one, they're not going to, they're not going
0: to, um, value it or they're not going to follow it. I was getting ready to follow up with a question. I don't mean to interrupt. I was getting ready to say, please elaborate or talk about, you know, when you pay for something versus free, like, you know, go ahead.
1: I I don't have a problem with it because certain things are free, but it's the thing is when you get to that point where, again, if you, the person you're talking to, the problem is all like free or, or things of that nature are not good. So right. what you're looking for is a high quality so that you're not in a situation where you're not excelling. Mm-hmm. So look for the people around you to be your mentors because even mentors have mentors, even, you know, billionaires have mentors to this day. They're always mm-hmm. learning.
0: Mm-hmm. So you
1: have to keep a circle of people that you value their opinion. They're qualified to give their opinion And they're moving on a path of success that you agree with and you see yourself wanting to get to. That's good. All those things are important. So who Mm -hmm. you keep in your circle and who you get your advice from is very important. And Mm -hmm. then secondly, if you deem those people of high quality, then you have to put a value on that quality and say, yes, um, now that I've had a consultation or whatever I got, introductory, whatever it is for free, I'm now going to then pay for this service because this service is going to get me what I need as opposed to nickel and diming and trying to get around everything. So if you say, yeah, okay, you have this nine to five and I'm really, you know, I'm a cashier, or I'm a this or that, and I'm only making this much, but this is really, truly my dream. Mm-hmm. I'm not knocking the hustle. You save mm-hmm. your money, you save your pennies, you save your dollars and you go for quality yes. as opposed to spending two and three little pennies and then getting bad quality over a period of time. Because a lot of people won't tell you, you know, your friends will support you here and there, but they won't tell you that you know the graphics stink or the sound quality is horrible or whatever it is and they're not going to tell you that and then you're mm-hmm. wondering okay but well why why is my business not growing it's because mm-hmm. you have poor quality right so and people are saying well i don't really take you seriously so mm-hmm. i'm not going to put any energy into doing anything that you do mm-hmm. so if you really want to excel and take yourself to the next level then you really have to get quality people and you have to invest in that quality and that's super important to get to the next level. So, you know, so that's my overall advice for somebody that's new. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I love working with people who are um, who are new in startups because I, you know, I get people prepared right out the gate. Yes. So, you know, so for example, you know, dealing with sisters like, okay, so a sister has like a jewelry company or she's selling beads or she has a, a seamstress company. You know, she's, she's a designer. Um, things I can't stand. A sister mm-hmm. will get- you know, become a designer. I'm not knocking any particular people, but I see this all the time on my Instagram. And mm-hmm. then take pictures of her clothing on like her living room carpet. Oh, God. I, with the bad lighting and everything, mm-hmm. and then try to put a price, but then you want me to pay like $75. Right. I can go into Nordstrom's with mm-hmm. a dressing room and great lighting and mm-hmm. wonderful stitching and mm-hmm. get a dress for 75 to $100. Right. So you're coming out the gate charging me 75 to $100 for a dress that you have on your living room floor. Yes. You know, that's, that's horrible. Mm -hmm. So, so that's what I'm saying. So you're going to put a value on yourself to be so high because you feel like, okay, my stitch quality is great. I'm a great designer. And you're going to say, this is worth this much, but you're not giving me anything surrounding that package that all your competitors and anything that's around that much is looking like that. I don't have Mm -hmm. a hang tag. I don't have quality you know um fabric i don't have quality pictures i don't have anything of quality to say that but you're telling me that i should pay 75 dollars to you and agree how is that okay
0: right I, i'm in total agreement with you you know and, and and it's worth the investment and not only that like you know you would be surprised knowledge you know knowledge is power but the application of knowledge is powerful right mm-hmm. so you know it, Basically, if you put forth the effort to find out information, things are not as hard as you think, you know, doing things like that's you know, what, you know, people that do that with it on their living room floor. It's not as hard as you think you can buy like a a light box or you can buy like, you know, the, what is that called? The, the, which we call it light.
1: Um, yes and stuff, like some of these things are literally under a hundred dollars a hundred
0: dollars absolutely
1: and then you buy a roll like at staples you put it up against your wall you put a light on and you take the picture so and you I'm take the picture you don't have small beginnings I'm yes saying, you know go to a one thousand dollar studio outside your budget and come out the box when you're not ready right everybody has baby steps but what i'm saying is you're going to you have to have a standard of quality when you come out and that is completely it's so important to the to how your business grows. How you start is how you finish. Absolutely. If you do not come out with a certain level of professionalism and you don't have a bar. Then people will not compensate you for what you're selling because they believe it's not a quality.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and you touched on something a little bit earlier and I want to just hit this home because before you can even get to becoming an entrepreneur, you have to want to do it. And um, someone posted a couple of weeks ago and I actually talked about it on a live that I did and it was entrepreneur versus entrepreneur mm-hmm. and a entrepreneur. The difference is, is that you want to do these things. And you were talking about this earlier is you want to do these things and you would like to write that book and you would like to, you know, be a designer or whatever these things are, but you're only willing to do what's convenient. You you know, if it's convenient for me, I'll do it. If If, this th- if the program is free, I'll do it. But if you have to pay for it, if you have to travel across the country in a car, which I've done, you know, I've driven 1600 miles to go and do something because that was the only option that was available because I needed to get the information. I needed to be in the room to be able to get the information that I needed. So, you know, and again, you know, didn't necessarily, and I'll just tell you the scenario, like I had to go to Atlanta and it was either pay for the VIP program or, get the general admission and get a flight. Mm-hmm. So I chose to get the VIP and then I got in my car and I drove for 16 hours. Wow. But I want, I needed the VIP because I wanted to be in the room with the people that could change my situation. And I wanted to have that, that experience of, you know, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's, it's, it's,
1: very, it's, I mean, I've done that. Like I said, I've tried, yes. Um, had to sacrifice, you know, missing things. Like a lot of people know, like a lot of times they don't see me, I, you know, I'm not at some of the social things. Why mm-hmm. I'm working? Yes, and and they, you know, they know that. So mm-hmm. you know, so. It's like I, I was like, I, you know, my kids got to eat, and I have certain goals that you know, if I put too much time on, on the social end of it, I'm not going to reach by a certain time. So right. you know, to me, these are my goals. So a lot of time, I end up being a loner, or you know, a lot. Right. You know, to myself, to my family, just because I'm always working on trying to achieve this goal, and absolutely and it, it, it creates like this weird tunnel vision, but there are people mm-hmm. that are you know certain success that when you meet them all, they all sound the same and it, yes, and that's what it is. They have this weird, passionate tunnel vision about this thing. They eat, breathe, sleep, this thing, and, and absolutely. continue to work that. So those people are separated from the people that are what you call the want entrepreneurs, you know, because the entrepreneurs literally this is their lifestyle. This is what they're doing. And it, be- it becomes a natural thing. It's normal to me to make a decision that I'm going to do something for my business or my passion, mm-hmm. you know, very quickly overdoing something just personal for myself you know? Yes,
0: absolutely. And again,
1: there should be balance. I will say. Yes. You know, I'm working on that the older I get because I'm um, finding that beautiful balance and self-care and self-love. All those things are important, but just really striving and say, I, I want to hit this goal. And, and the amount of practice and, and energy that i put into it, cause, you know, because that's the other thing. People think that, oh, well, you know, it's just easy for you because it becomes natural for you because like Allah just gave you this talent. No. And that's the certain things that I I sometimes resent hearing that. Mm-hmm. I was like, there's nothing easy about anything I do. Nothing. Right. You know, nothing. And, um, you know, I didn't just wake up doing this. I have to, you know, people just see, oh, when you hit the stage or when you, yes. shoot, you shoot your shot or, or, or you speak and they're just like, everything is just naturally put together. So mm-hmm. they think that you, you just walked out the door and you did that. Now, mm-hmm. now, granted, alhamdulillah, you're blessed with talent. That is true. Yes. But the amount of time that I have to sit and and practice saying this thing over and over again. Or if I'm teaching something, you know, going over that literature or that or those verses or whatever it is until I'm ready to say, OK, I'm, I'm now ready to present this. Or with photography, shooting over and over, you know, teaching myself ways to become better and building that. That's something like I didn't just naturally wake up and know how to do. I put a lot yes. of energy into becoming better at it. And mm-hmm. I'm always trying to beat myself. So yes. I look at stuff and and, it, and, um, and I, I tell people this, like they'll look at my page for photography. They'll look at my photos. Oh, you have nice photos. But I'm like, they don't understand. It took me 45 minutes to
0: even pick the picture. Get that one. What? <laughs> you know, and, and, you
1: know, I'm like super indecisive, like real crazy about, oh, but do I like this corner or this thing or that thing? And and I'll take forever because I'm so meticulous on what I'm branding and what I'm putting out and it mm-hmm. will drive me crazy or, you know, and it, or two or three months later, I'm like, Oh, I hate the whole thing. And this is a an right. problem and you'll, you'll be ready to throw it all away. Everybody's like, no, it's brilliant. Or I'll be, I'll just be like, no, it's not good enough. I'm not posting it. Yes. And, you know, and that happens to me all the time. It's, but it's, you know
0: what? That's operating um, in excellence. Yeah. And so, like you said, when you go to charge your price. You're paying for what you're going to get. You're going to get excellence. Yeah. So. I'm gonna
1: give you all like all that energy and all that work. Yes. And, and the standard and I'm not I'm not just gonna slap anything on there and say, hey, this is what you get. I'm gonna put a lot of energy and time. Or if it did take me 10 minutes, they say, you know, as an expert, you're paying for what took that person 10 minutes, you're paying for the 10 years of experience it took them to get to Ooh. 10 minutes.
0: You better say it.
1: That is the truth. <laughs> it is so true. As a graphic designer, fashion designer, you know, like I've been in the industry for over 10 years doing this. So, you know, so when I actually make you a design or a graphic or, or whatever, yes. I had to put a lot of energy and learn in learning the program, doing everything so that I can, you know, flip it, make it and do it in 10 seconds. So when you see me doing a consultation or talking to you and it's going boop, boop, boop and it's going really fast. No, that's, mm-hmm. that's a skill. That's something that I inherently had to get good at over a period of time to be able to do it faster. But it, does, it it's hard to do. What you're looking at is hard to do yes.
0: until, until you perfect it. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I, yeah, I'm, I'm with you um, on that. I would never do what you do. I, I hired a person for everything, graphic, anything. To yeah. Do website all of that? No, not doing it. So you guys, all of you guys that are listening, if you need a website done, look, we got we we got a girl on the line. Okay, graphic design. There we go. Right. So thank you so much um, for you know just being unapologetically you, and thank you for you know giving us you know a dive into you know what it takes to be an entrepreneur. You know this this podcast is 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 about you know, being our most authentic selves and being our best selves and how we, you know, incorporate faith and all that kind of stuff um, into it. I think you captured everything that this podcast is about. So I so appreciate that. Yes. Yes. Mashallah. My last question for you, um, is what does it mean to be you in HD?
1: Um, wow. I mean, I think to me is, um, i I'm always trying to strive to get to a point where I'm happy with me and then also it you know is a lot happy with me
0: mm-hmm. and
1: um and it's that's a journey because yes. it's like there's so many people looking at you and saying you should do it this way or live that way mm-hmm. or, or talking about you on the back end or being jealous because of your talent or or you know all these other things that or you're misunderstood as a person, mm-hmm. so you know getting to a point when we understand our dean, we understand that the winning thing is to be a friend of Allah is to literally do something that's pleasing to Allah with the talent that we're given. And I have a fear and and I'll I'll share this. One of my biggest fears is that if I don't utilize my talent in a way pleasing to Allah, that he'll take it from me.
0: Let me, Ooh,
1: yo, that is a major thing that listen, it freaks me out. So (laughs) that's real. it, It is. So it's a real thing. That is the reason, you know, not because I'm like super pious or super religious or any of those Mm -hmm. things, because Allah knows I have my flaws. It's I actually move in a way where I have a certain level of fear that, you know, and gratitude to the two go hand in hand that, you know, that, that I don't want, you know, what Allah has given to me to be taken away. So I have to understand, okay, the talent is given to you to be able to help others, to be able to do things in the world that's beneficial. To yourself your family this dean and you know and to better this earth so because i understand that i'm always like before i, I beg a lot before the ego kicks in before my yes. my own attitude or my own i think i'm so great because of this talent kicks in please always allow for that humility and that understanding to kick in that you mm-hmm. will snatch it all up you know if, if I, you don't yeah, if you need this act right, Allah will give it to you.
0: He will Straighten humble. up and fly right, right?
1: <laughs> so I always ask Allah, and and there's a dua with that that talks about you know don't um don't humiliate me, you know, mm. but to but to um to to humble me in the best way. Mm-hmm. And and the reason so I ask Allah to humble me in the best way because awesome. I don't want, the way I become humbled is for Him to publicly drag me, you know, because because of my ego. Mm. And, and that's real. So living in HD or being my best self is, you know, really being in touch with my humility and understanding that I'm a conduit for the talent yes. and I'm not the talent, you know, Yes, and, it, and it's, it's going through me. And then also, you know, so being in touch with that. So mm-hmm. if I can get to a frequency where I'm fully in touch with that and vibing, then I'm going to be my best self
0: because sure.
1: it's, not, it's not of me, it's through me. So when I hit those levels, then I know I'm there. I'm, I'm not there yet. I'm work. I'm always
0: working on it. You know? Yes. And, yes. and, and you work. know what? That's the beauty of this life. You know, yeah. that, that's the beauty of this, uh, you know, side of life is that we're working to be our best selves. And, you know, when I was thinking of the name of the company and I was thinking about what would it stand for? And that's, you know, that's what it you know stands for. Like literally who I am today, a year from now, my prayer is that you know, Allah, you know, allows me to be in a better place and, and to be a better Muslim and to be a better wife and to be a better mother and, you know, all of those things than I am today. And I wake up like that every single day. And so, you know, let me tell you, when I do these podcasts, what people don't realize, and not even you as the guest, right, is that, you know, I don't, you know, I, I prepare the quote before the podcast, before, you know, before I know what you're going to say. So when I read off the quote, like, you're just going to be like, I just said that. Yeah, it's it's wow. just so beautiful, you know, how everything, you know, always ties in together. And, and I can only say that, you know, that's how you know that you're on course and that this was ordained by Allah. So kind of Anytime that I interview someone, it, all, it happens every single episode. I promise you. Every single one, something, whether it's the ayat that, that, you know, we read out or it's the, cause sometimes the ayat I pick, it's not the person that picks it um, or it's the quote, either one, those two things are normally picked before the episode and unbelievable. So I'm going to go ahead and take us out of here, but before I do, I would like you, so we talked a little bit earlier about Halaliwood, the Muslim yeah. Netflix. So if you could just elaborate that on that a little bit more. And then give us all the ways that we can get in contact with you.
1: Okay, so um, like I was telling you guys, I'm working with Omar Regan. Um, a lot of you probably know him, international comedian, actor, director. And I have the pleasure for a good number of years being able to market and produce um, Hollywood with him. So we have a current movie out. And I want you guys to all go and subscribe to Hollywood. Why? Because we're actually making ways for any Muslim who's a writer, like for this podcast, for example, who wants a show, who's doing all these things, finding alternative means. So instead of giving all our money to places that don't represent us, or when you go and say you want to be a part of the entertainment world, they hire you as terrorist number one or number two, or the Mm -hmm. oppressed hijabi, you can go to places that empower you, that allow you to write, that allow you to have your own programs and to be a part of other programs. So that's the idea that we're going to have. And um, just really understanding this idea of instead of being complaining and saying, oh, we're not represented or we don't get enough of this or we don't get enough of that. Like some of the mainstream artists we're seeing right now, that are arguing about boycott Netflix and all these other things. Mm-hmm. Why don't we build our own? We have to get to a point. Um, I talk a lot about this group economics, really us coming together. Yes you know, putting our money together and saying we are going to have our own and support. So the problem is we put our money elsewhere and we don't support our own. So when your own gives you an avenue, then you guys have to support it. So I need Mm -hmm. you guys to go to H-A-L-A-L-Y-W-O-O-D dot com and get a subscription. And we're going to have movies. We're going to have kid programs. We're going to have... um reality shows all type of things but it's all going to be halal entertainment so the more you guys support it the bigger it can become and inshallah mm-hmm. you guys can be a part of that so um i wanted to say that um in terms of where to find me if you need graphics if you need web design if you need photography if you need any of the things that i offer social media marketing you can go to Najm designs najm designs with an s on the n and y.com and um you'll be able to see my website and see everything that i do um, my photography, um, you go to all my Instagram pages under Najum Designs, Najum Designs Photos, and you can check out my work, my photography in the Tri-State. I actually travel to a lot of different places to shoot, so you don't even have to be in the Tri-State. I'll work with you, and you can book me for a session, and um, it'll be great, but um, I'm excited to work with um, You know, Muslims, non Muslims, other people who are just really, really positive and, you know, need to take their work to the next level. I have the experience, the talent, the time, and the drive to work with you. So please get at me. I would appreciate working with you.
0: I love it. JazakAllah khair for um, coming on and for you know just just showing you know the the, the listener love you know um, you know to be able to share your experiences and also to be able to share your expertise you know you it ha- it comes from love you know that it can only come from a place of love that you easily pour out to people. So I just want to say that I'm so appreciative and may Allah reward you with nothing but good and grant you um tofique, and risk in your businesses mm-hmm. you. businesses you. right <laughs> i mean yes
1: thank you for having me um, alhamdulillah. wonderful experience thank you so
0: much alhamdulillah this has been another spectacular episode of maintain your islamic identity and still be a boss Entrepreneur. it is our hope here at bu and hd that after each podcast you will be empowered to have a deeper connection in your spirituality personal and business relationships as a woman, as women of faith, we have a responsibility to learn our religion, apply it to our daily lives, and to make a positive contribution in our local and global community. My inspirational quote of the week, your talent is Allah's gift to you. What you do with it is your gift back to Allah. MashaAllah. salamu alaikum. Have an amazing week. The spiritual